Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Picture Perfect City Radio, the companion podcast to the newsletter, Picture Perfect City, which you can find at Substack. Now, in the latest edition of the newsletter, uh, the title was called Fabric of the City, Fashion in New York. Sort of a brief little blurb about New York City and fashion, right? New York City, uh, as I say in the piece, has a chic pedestal with places like Milan, Paris, and London when it comes to being very important to the world of fashion. And of course, New York, New York has its unique history with fashion, uh, from the, from garment workers, how our clothes were made to why you wear what you want to wear, right? Sort of the style makers, what's cool, what's hip, what's trendy. So New York has a lot of influence and it's fashion week right now in New York City. It happens twice a year. A huge series of events, and of course, uh, celebrities, models, a lot of glitz and glamour in the city during this time period. And, you know, if you're a photographer, you may be someone who's working these shows. You are either, you know, capturing, Im- capturing images of the runway of, of, of the actual shows, maybe documenting what's happening backstage, uh, behind the scenes, or... You know, just there's so many moving parts uh, to this uh, sort of event or series of events. And of course, if you're a hobbyist or an amateur, it's also a great time for you to, because there are so many people out on walking the streets in the great, amazing outfits and looks, and they want to be seen. They want their photo taken. They want their photos taken. That's why they're wearing what they are wearing. They want to be seen. They're hoping maybe to be in some, a blog or somewhere, uh, to be captured, end up in, uh, you know, some, in the Instagram or somebody's who has some influence that says, wow, look at this person. It's really trendy. So people want their picture taken. And it's sort of, a, like I said, for, for a photographer, it's a cool time. I haven't been to anything fashion week related in years, but, uh, you know, for years, they were at Bryant Park, the Big Tent, and then they moved to Lincoln Center for a few years. It was when they moved to Lincoln Center where I would go, you know, I stand outside the main entrance of the tents and just sort of capture images of things that were happening just around. And like I said, there were people attending shows, there's celebrities, there are models, there are people who just are outside just to have their photos taken. They, they, don't, they don't have tickets to go to any of the events. They just want to be part of the scene. So it was really cool. Uh, just witnessing, experiencing that, you know, taking pictures, seeing other photographers, how they work, how they approach people. This was a really cool thing. Now, they don't really have the central location like that anymore. It's sort of many different events around the city, but still, I think, still opportunities. If you know where to go to capture great images of people in sometimes really outlandish things uh, that, that they're wearing, but a sort of a, I think, if you're a photographer, uh, a really cool time of the year. Now, when I think of fashion, I also think of art, especially in New York. So they're very closely linked. And one of the, one, one thing I really love documenting in New York City, something that I've done over the years, is street art. For the past few years, I've actually been conducting a walking tour called Street Art Is This Way, uh, taking visitors around uh specifically 
the area around Soho and Chinatown, uh, looking at street art. And of course, uh, what I love about street art is that it, sort of, it, it can grab your attention right away, especially in the city where, you know, things are going on really quickly, you're going about your business, and it, it, street art, like public art in general, can just grab your attention. And of course, when you think about street art, you have to think about sort of graffiti in New York City. In the 1970s and 80s, when graffiti was seen as the sort of the ultimate sign of urban blight and decay. And of course, this year, they are celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And of course, graffiti was a considered a main component of hip hop culture, along with b-boying and dancing, and of course, MCing, rapping. But graffiti art was a big part of that. And of course, as graffiti evolved, as many of the artists, graffiti artists evolved into, I guess, more mainstream, more acceptable artists. They went from the streets to the galleries to the museums. But I think in re recent years, when they say the past decade or more, longer than that, street art became something that wasn't seen as like, oh no, why is that on that wall? It was like, oh, that's on that wall, cool. Like it became a symbol of of neighborhoods, of places becoming cool and trendy. And it became sort of just a, a, a sign. It, it, it became, the pendulum swung. And of course, as a photographer, just sort of documenting uh, these pieces and particularly the surroundings around the pieces, uh, the people and the places. I think it's just very interesting because there are some pieces that are, uh, they won't be there that long. They might be there a month if you're lucky. And then there's some pieces that last for years. So there's something cool about both of those things. Number one, things that are fleeting, capturing those it's, that feels like there's a sense of urgency, right? I don't know how long this is going to be here, so I need to capture that image. And when it's gone, you can kind of look back. And so you can see, you know, how that sort of changed the atmosphere or the landscape of that particular location. And then when you have pieces that have been there for years, you can kind of be, they become a fixture of, of the neighborhood. And you can imagine it not being there. And you kind of documented what's happening around you. Like, this is sort of a, a mainstay now. So, one of, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of great pieces. Uh, in Manhattan, you can, you know, in Brooklyn, of course, Bushwick, Williamsburg, and also Queens. There's a lot of great places where you can just see tons of street art. And one of my favorite pieces uh, is Shepherd Fairy's tribute to Blondie. Of course, Blondie, the iconic new wave punk group, which, you know, claim, had their claim to fame in the gritty New York 70s, and, you know, and CBGB's, which is on the 315 Browery, which was the place where placed people like the, the Ramones, like these, these huge legendary groups, uh, honed their craft and became iconic. And of course, this piece by Shepard Fairby is a tribute to Blondie and CBGB's. And I love this piece for many reasons. First of all, it's, visually, it's just beautiful to look at. Uh, Deborah Harry talking about icons. You know, there's so many artists who have, you know, 
who have walked in her footsteps, right? From Madonna to Gwen Stefani, uh, she's, she's that big of a deal, Deborah Harry. And when you think about how that neighborhood has changed so much, right? Where the Rowry used to be gritty and you don't want to be there. And it's, it's a rough place. And then it be, become trendy and expensive and chic. And even though the city is dealing with a lot of issues in many neighborhoods, it's, you know, it's, you can't compare it now to how it was yesterday. But here you have this tribute. Here's this reminder of the history that is here. And that's part of the, the power that street art can have. And, uh, and just sort of documenting that presence, I think, is very, very important. And, of course, it's right across the street from the location of CBGB's 315 Rowry, which is now home to John Barbados. So you, the, 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 the apparel line, and a clothing magnet, John Barbados, if you want to sponsor this podcast, hey, you know, maybe we can work something out. But just give me like a denim jacket, I don't know, something cool. But so you you set this documentation of history, and like I said, you have pieces that are, can be fleeting, but sort of just stay with you, and and can 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 change the mood of just a corner or a block for the for the time period that is there, and that's sort of the power and wonder of street art. Now, when I was a kid, before I even heard the team heard the term street art, or you know, had had the distinction of knowing between like street artists and like I, I don't know I know there's people who did stuff in the street and other artists that like did stuff in galleries and museums, right? But a a mural that really stood out to me, which is iconic and famous, is Keith Haring's Crack is Whack. Now during the nineteen eighties, late nineteen eighties, early nineties, the crack cocaine epidemic had a just devastating effect on communities across the country, but you know, especially Places like New York City. And the Crack is Whack mural is, is powerful, is playful. And as a kid, you know, living in the Bronx, uh, we would often spend a lot of time visiting our grandmother in East Harlem. So whenever we go back home, we would take a cab or get a ride home and we would drive by the Crack is Whack mural. And I would always be so excited to see it. It was like uh, it's something I really look forward to. If we if we had a car, if we didn't go that way, I would be very disappointed. Because even though during this bleak time, a time that can often could be could be scary, it 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 signaled that something it, sig- it signaled something besides despair. It, it signaled uh, res- sort of resilience and hope. And, and which is the beauty of art, that art can convey emotions and feelings that either that we, we, we're not aware of or can't put into words. It, it, can, it, can, it can convey reality. It can, it can also shape and form reality. That's the, the beauty and wonder of art. And so... For me, that was sort of so, so really a, really a very sort of seminal moment. I think about like, wow, that's that's what art can do. And like I said before, doing these walking tours over the years, uh, many people, either new, native New Yorkers who are just checking out their their hometown, or people visiting from not only different parts of the country but different parts of the world, and sort of 
you know, just seeing sort of the work of these artists and sort of seeing sort of the the dynamic of sort of the art, the neighborhoods, the people. And like I said, what that is, is always, I think there's always been that tension between like those who are just like graffiti artists, those who tag and those who sort of could do intricate murals and who could, who are just as comfortable painting on a wall as they would be painting on a canvas in a, a gallery somewhere or in a museum. And I think that sort of that, but that tension is part of the city, right? Of the, the status quo and the, the outsiders. There's always that tension in New York in many different fields and many different uh, things. But I think as a photographer, you have the luxury and you have the opportunity to document it all. And I think it's important to document, like I say, because you can, you can look back and, and, and just see the changes, the evolution. Like I said, before, when it comes to works that are very fleeting, uh, here's the proof. Here's the record of it. And you, and if you look at, if you look at, you know, speaking of graffiti, you look at sort of those great documentaries like Style Wars, right, where you know, documenting these graffiti artists and who are bombing the subways and doing all these things. Those works are long gone. But we have the photos, we have the, the video and the film, we have, we, so it's, it's not there anymore, but we can still talk about it because we can still see it. And, and we can have an under, so even if you weren't there, even if you didn't witness it yourself, here, here it is, and you can, and you can get a glimpse of that feeling, you can, you can look at the picture and then maybe some place, maybe it was five years ago or five weeks ago, maybe 10 years ago. You can go look at the location. You can go like, okay, this is how it looked then, this is how it is now. And you can do that with, in general, but when it comes to street art, it's a different dynamic. And as I said before, you know, there was a time in, you know, in New York City, if you went somewhere and you saw a little bit of graffiti, people be like, oh, no, I can't live here. Now, for many people, they see a little bit of graffiti. Oh, this neighborhood is kind of cool. We, we've had though we've had that trend. Now, how's it going to trend now? Because we are dealing with upticks in, in crime and, and other different sort of social issues. Will the pendulum swing back to where uh, it's, it's not as wanted or accepted either graffiti or sort of commission work which is very hard to maintain it i think uh one of the, i think one of the sad things that i that i witnessed uh post pandemic or you could say we're still in the pandemic is that uh, there's a lot less street art that is pristine or maintained because it there's a lot of people who are just going over it. They're bombing it. They're, they're, they're tagging it. So there's a lot of less sort of street art that you can look at and really appreciate it completely. But as a photographer, that's also interesting uh, to document if you have the opportunity to do that. To, you have the opportunity to, to explore everything uh, around you.
Because one day someone's going to look at you, you know, who knows? It might be five years, it might be 20 years from now. Someone may look at your photos and be like, oh, wow, this is really, this is a really interesting time. This is a really interesting uh, piece of work. I, I haven't seen this before or I hadn't seen it from this vantage point. And I talked about before, you, you know, you, you contribute uh, to this, to this story, to this language. And I guess what it's, and it's very specifically talking about New York City, so the energy of these works. If you think about, I mentioned Keith Haring, talking about John Michelle Basquiat, who started out just tagging, you know, not art. He was just writing sentences, Samo, on, on places around sort of the Bowery and Soho and those places. And of course, he would become one of the most famous sort of artists. Uh, of our time, anytime, uh, like Keith Haring died too young, but that sort of their work, their energy, it was born, it was born out of the dynamic of the city, and I think that we have documentation is is how we are able to clarify and really appreciate these stories and really appreciate these works. And you can, you know, really, I guess, a really, I guess before I think it, uh, one work of art, it could be street art, it could be a sculpture, it could be a, a, just public art in general. It can really sort of, just sort of change how you feel in a location or how you, how you experience a particular neighborhood or a particular corner. It can it, it it can pull you out of from the mundane every day. It can it can inspire you, make you become reflective, contemplative, which is very powerful to do. It's a very powerful thing to do because in New York City, like I say, people are busy and people are trying to get to where they're going. You may walk by a place a thousand times, they may not notice something, but one day it captures your eye, captures your attention, and that's I think that's really powerful, and I think it's important. So on that note, uh, if you're listening to Picture Perfect City Radio, uh, do Substack. Uh, you can also listen to guess what on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, and Google. So like you can even like if you have Alexa, yeah, I think you can say hey, play Picture Perfect City Radio, and it will it should pop up. That's if Alexa likes me. I don't know. Uh, also, if you haven't had a chance to check out the newsletter yet, go to PicturePerfectCity.Substack.Com. Uh, you can subscribe. It's free. If you listen to the podcast and you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, wherever you're listening to, please do. Uh, just so we can, you know, so I can have an idea that I'm not talking into the void, right? That, you know, and also, yeah, you know, it just get in touch until you can, you know, let, let me know, uh, what you think, uh, about the podcast, about the newsletter. Uh, thank you for listening. The Picture Perfect City Radio. Take care of yourself.